Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week I'm tackling sort of two subjects that I really, I I don't know, I always have to talk about them together, and that is recovering from a failure or letting go of one really, reimagining it, and also learning from it, all right? So it's kind of letting go and learning, okay? And I think they... I don't know. I don't know how to talk about them separately, I guess. I guess it's my personal problem. Um, So, you know, in in sports, and it really doesn't even matter what your sport is, you know, failure is part of it. Like, Like trying and failing and trying again and failing is really just part of the process. And it's what's interesting, I think, about it is, you know, we get to a point where we get quote, good at something, but then we want to push ourselves a little more. But pushing ourselves means going into from our comfort zone to our growth zone and potentially setting ourselves up to fail again, right? And uh, those people, and there are a lot of us who have a fear of failure, sometimes really hate that part, you know? It's more fun to do well and keep winning in our comfort zone than it is maybe to push ourselves into a new area and to keep learning, But if we are to be good at sport, if we are to keep going up the ladder or whatever your metaphor is for how we uh, keep getting better and better and better, then we will fail. Failure is absolutely part of the game. And, you know, it's one thing to hear me say that and your logic mind goes, yeah, 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 of course. But, you know, whenever you walk to the line or it's your turn, you're on deck, you're waiting to go in the ring. Uh, you're not thinking about that, right? You're not thinking about like, oh, well, you know, I might fail and so what? You're actually thinking, you know, I've got goals or objectives or maybe you have outcome goals you're thinking about or maybe you are thinking about your process goals or maybe you are practicing certain skills and behaviors, you know, depending on where you are and where your mindset is in that moment. And so I think what is a just a tenant to getting better and actually truthfully to building confidence is being comfortable being uncomfortable and being okay with failure. And I don't mean okay with failure like, oh, it's okay if I always suck for the rest of my life. I'll keep writing the AKC checks and just keep going to dog shows and being miserable. Uh, that is definitely not what I mean. I, If you know me at all, you know I'm way too competitive for that, for that nonsense. But what it means is that we have to be comfortable that we will fail if we push ourselves. But if we push ourselves, we will also get better. And there are kind of probably certain natural statistics to things, you know, the more times at bat, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And speaking of at bat, I mean, you know, a 300 average, for those of you who follow baseball, a 300 average would be um, considered amazing and could would be successful. That means that they fail, those players fail two thirds of the time. And I think what's interesting is if we look at our own stats for any given ring, are we comfortable with failing two-thirds of the time? 
And I think that that's a really, I don't know, it's kind of a thought that makes people itch, right? It gives you hives um, to think that I have to be comfortable with those kinds of numbers. And, you know, the thing about dog sports is, of course, they're not static. And it, you know, it definitely depends on the ring and it depends on how many times you enter. Or, you know, maybe um, is it your comfort zone or is it your dog's comfort zone? You have a young dog, an experienced dog. There's so many variables, but there's so many variables in any sport. And, you know, people who are at the top of their game, people who, you know, are at the top of their mental game are able to reframe those, quote, failures, those NQs, as we so lovingly call them. Um, they're able to reframe, reframe them quickly. And when I say reframe, you know, they could be made into a whole bunch of new things, right? They could be uh, made into a lesson. They could be made into feedback. They could be made into, um, now I know what to work on. Um, they could be made into experience, right? So the concept of reimagining your, quote, failure, your, your failure, your coming up short, your NQ, I think is really powerful. Because most of the elite mindset people, most of the elite athletes, and certainly most of the elite handlers don't sit with failure for long. They want to know like, ooh, what happened? What can I do differently? How can I learn from this? How can I do better next time? How can I not repeat that? Um, I wonder what happened. I wonder what led to that. I wonder, I wonder. And, you know, there's this, there's this thing, concept I've sort of fallen in love with when it comes to dog sports, and that's the application of curiosity. And to really always be comfortable sitting in wonder of what can I learn? What can I take away? Um, what, 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 what happened there? And not to rewatch the video to just torture yourselves, right? But to rewatch the video only as long as it teaches you the lesson. And then once you have the lesson, being very diligent about making yourself be diligent, be disciplined about letting go. And I say it in that way because so often people think of letting go as this like emotional thing. And it is emotional, right? I mean, when, when we attach to something emotionally, it becomes stickier, okay? So that's why visualization with emotion is stickier because we're attaching the, the feelings to it, you know, and, and hopefully maybe even some senses to it, some, some hearing, some touch, some sound. And the more things we attach to it, the stickier it becomes. Well, if you think about maybe a hard loss, let's say, or a hard NQ, or just something that just like kind of just broke your heart, you know, um, it's because you had feelings about it right? It wasn't a run you didn't care about. It was a run you deeply cared about. Or it was a run that was like your last run to qualify for nationals. Or if it was a, you know, it was, it was some, some sort of run that had a lot of gravity or a lot of meaning to it and a lot of emotion. So when people say, oh, you just got to let go of that, you know, I think it's kind of glossing over how hard that can be. And so when things are hard and we are not motivated to let go, <laughs> right? What, when we don't have motivation, we need to have discipline. And so I think that it's an interesting thing to look at 
something emotional like letting go through the lens of discipline and asking yourself, do I have the discipline to walk through this failure, to take out the things that I need to learn and take forward and dump the rest of it? And every time my mind wants to wander back to that scenario, back to that situation and replay that run again and again, that I am disciplined enough to stop myself and, and switch the channel in my brain to something different and not allow myself to go there, right? And I just think it's a different way to think about it. I just, you know, it's a different way to talk about it. You know, like when we talk about letting go and, and, and failure and learning from it and those kinds of things, you know, sometimes a different approach resonates with different people. So maybe this is like, oh, that's, it's, it's clicking for you. Or maybe you're like, no, no, I've, I've already got it over here. You know, I already, I already like this other method. Um, but to dig in deeper, when we think about um, failure or we think about something not going right, it really does require us to sit with it for like, it's almost like a Goldilocks moment, right? Not too short of a time, not too long of a time, but just right. Because we do have to it's like we have to sort through the junk and we have to pick out the things we can learn from. We also, though, instead of always focusing on the things that went wrong, we have to focus on the things that went right. There is a very common thing that you've probably heard in business is, you know, this concept of building from your strengths. And that's true. We don't build off of failures. Think about that. We don't build off of a failure. We build off of strengths. We use failure as feedback or information of things maybe we need to work on or skills we need to hone or things in our, in the dog world, we need to proof, um, or, you know, things we need to go home and set up and practice because we've never seen that scenario before, you know, kind of put together in that way. And, um, so we have to think of it in those kinds of terms. I think what I see people doing a lot when they come to me for coaching um, is they're coming to me because they can't let something go, right? They really have a hard time letting go of something. And I think there's a great meme that I posted a while ago, but it, it's, um, it's because they really want to rewrite the moment. It's because they really want to get in the time machine and rewrite the moment or do the different thing or make the different choice and have it go the way that they imagined. And again, that's because it's emotional, right? And so the reason I say it's kind of a Goldilocks thing is there is kind of a, a perfect amount of time. And of course, I can't tell you time-wise, like in minutes or seconds or, or hours even what that is, but there is a, a sweet spot that we can find where we watch a video not to beat ourselves up again, not to replay it in our head. And even if we don't have the video, maybe we're just replaying the, the, the moment in our head over and over again. But people replay the mistake. They replay the replay the mistake. And what they're doing is they're visualizing the mistake. And they're, they're making that a bigger memory and a bigger memory. And they're just layering on and layering on. And, you know, as we think about our brains as neuro and having neurotransmitters and, and pathways between points, um, when you replay something like that over and over again, think about it, you're digging like a trench, you know, between two points, right? You're building that memory so deep that it is like a, a, just a trench with a very worn path, right? Like a, a very worn deer path, <laughs> right? In your brain between, um, 
an experience and a memory. And so now every time you see that, that's what you're going to think of. And we're hurting ourselves by doing that, obviously. Um, But it's such an easy habit, right? Because we've been doing it for so long. And this is where the discipline comes in, right? So this is why I, I struggle parsing, you know, letting go and learning from failure because I just think that they're they're so smushed together that it's just hard for me to talk about one without the other. And so um, when we think about letting go, there are some steps. And when we think about learning from failure, there are also some steps. So let me get a sip of water and I will be back super quick. All right, I promise to make this super quick, but I've got to tell you what's going on in the Q membership. Each month, we tackle a different theme. In April, for instance, we took a look at our program, from what we feed to how we train. In July and August, the members are basically beta testing an entire masterclass on performing under pressure. And the last week of every month, we have a Zoom a group coaching call where we talk about the theme of the month, but we also get personal in terms of, you know, if there's a challenge that one of the members is facing that they want to talk about. The link to the membership is always in the show notes and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual, please be sure to put in the code QPODCAST, all one word, at checkout to get an additional month for free. Just my gift for listening. And don't forget, when you sign up, you get access to all the content going all the way back to April 2021, so you can binge to your heart's content. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to the show. All right, we're back and we're going to think about what the steps are that we are going to be super disciplined about when we want to learn from our quote failures. And of course, I can't stop saying quote because they're not necessarily really failures and being able to let go because as I've beaten to death already, they are super related. Okay. First of all, you have to think about is failure is feedback. It's primary. Like if you take nothing else away from this, failure is feedback. It's feedback, it's feedback, it's feedback. So whether you have a video to watch or you're just going to replay the run in your head or you're going to have a conversation with somebody who was watching, I want you to only do that for like set a time limit, 10 minutes maybe. And you're going to think it through. But I want you to run the whole run, not just the part that went wrong or was the mistake or was the reason that you didn't cue. I want you to run through the whole run. And I want you to sort of mine or do inventory of the whole run. And I want you to think about like, like, let's say you're doing an agility run and you're doing the start line and you leave your dog in the start line and you lead out, you know, tire dog walk and everything's great. I want you to be able to say like, oh, it was a great start line. Perfect. I set him up perfect distance behind, you know, the tire. That was the right amount. Cleared the tire, straight up the dog walk, hit his contact. Oh, that was good. Right? Because again, too often we're right there at, you know, it's 17 where we make that, make the mistake. And then that's the part we get stuck in. So I want you to take the time to really, in your head, rerun your run and have kind of a pros and a cons column or a good things and and lessons learned column and really be able to also celebrate the things that went right in your run. Okay. Um, In agility, it's too common to have the last bar, for instance, right? For a whole bunch of reasons uh, that can happen. But what if 
that was the only thing that went wrong and the rest of it went right. And all you do all weekend is think about that last bar. Okay. You've just negated 19 other obstacles potentially, right? For one. And so you're sitting at 19 to one and you're holding up that one like it was everything. Okay. And yeah, huge bummer. But you're not building on your strengths when you do that. You're not celebrating anything. And quite frankly, you're not being super fair to your dog. So if failure is feedback, if that, if that's our base foundation sort of sort of premise, then we're going to w- think about our run for 10 minutes and we're going to inventory it for all the good and all the things that are maybe not so good or we want to learn from. Okay, that is so step one, remind yourself, failure is feedback, write it on a three by five card. You know how I love my cards. Um, and then step two is inventory your run for the good and the bad. And if you are an instructor or you're a friend or a coach or any of those things, you know, we can do this for each other. We can, you know, as a friend comes out of the ring and is so, you know, oh my God, can did you see that? Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Da 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 da. You know, um, Sometimes after waiting the appropriate amount of time, we can say, but damn girl, that weave entrance was amazing, you know? And so there are ways that as friends, we can support each other within the community and and draw attention back to, yep, that was a hell of a start line and you've been working on your start line, so that ain't nothing. You know, there's ways that we can do that and and sit with our friends and help them and help you know, reorganize each other's thoughts, right? And if you're an instructor, you can especially do this, even in class, right? You can do that. Okay, so failure is feedback. We've inventoried our run. We've got the good, we've got the bad. And now what I want you to do is out of those things that the bad, the quote bad, um, you're going to figure out what are the lessons out of that? What can you do differently? Or maybe it's homework. Maybe you want to take this back and set this up at home and and work this. Maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's something you want to take back to your instructor, whatever it is. What is it that you want to take back? And then you are going to let go of the rest. And this is where the discipline comes in. Because once you take the lesson out of it, like uh, what is the point of replaying the negative in your head? Like, honestly, like, what is the point? Like, what are you getting out of it? You are literally choosing in that moment to pick up a stick and hit yourself with it. (laughs) Okay. Like, I I mean, I, I can't say it any other way. You are choosing to beat yourself up with it, with whatever this mistake is. Okay. And it's on some level, You think that this mistake that you made is now personal or is a reflection of you and you are suddenly undeserving or unworthy or what have you. I've had clients take it as far as they cannot forgive themselves for a mistake and they just keep replaying it and they just keep replaying it. And a little tough love here, tough love warning, um, you're making that choice. If you do that, if you have something you just can't get over, you are making that choice again and again and again. And it's a, you can make a different choice. You can, just like you're making the choice to replay that negative thing and beat yourself up with and tell yourself you suck or you're not worthy. By the way, see the like self-talk, you know, podcasts, Um, you know, you are choosing that. You can instead choose, yeah, but I know what I would do different next time. Or even better, you can say, yeah, but those other 19 
obstacles, for instance, still using that agility example, were flawless. God, was that fun. Wasn't that a fun run? The rest of that was really fun. Or that start line was great. Or the contacts were great. Or, you know, that weave entrance, that was legit. Um, whatever, right? There's so many other things to be celebrating. You can choose a different thought. And this is where the discipline comes in. And it ain't easy because it's wiring in your brain. It's a pattern that has been allowed for decades uh, of doing this, right? We are sort of wired again to look for the negative to, you know, say, okay, you know, as a species, we're like, okay, the positive is all set. I'm good. I'm safe. I don't have to worry about that. Therefore, I can focus on the negative. We do that with danger. We do that in the quote wild caveman times. Like that's what kept us alive as a species. So I get it. It's wiring. It's hard. But that's why you need some discipline around it. And if you are having trouble reorienting your thoughts to another part of that same run that was positive. Remember, you did your inventory. You had the positive and you had the negative. So you should be able to switch gears to the positive. But if you can't do it, if it's too hard, then just think about something else. Get your mind out of this gutter you're putting yourself in where you are replaying the scenario over and over again. Because I promise you, by replaying the scenario the way that it happened, you won't learn anything. You won't change any behavior. You won't even know what to do differently next time. Okay, we have to get out of that habit. We have to realize that we take whatever lesson is there and we dump the rest. All right. And that becomes our path to the second half of this, of course, which is the letting go of it. And and that's why letting go is as much a discipline as it is emotional. Like they're again, can't I can't even separate those two for you. They are so locked together that you really do have to think about both. Okay, so I want you to think about that as you go, as you think about how to um, learn from your mistakes and learn from those tough runs, how you see things as opportunities and how you let go of the things that don't serve you. And, you know, one more thing on that, as you are having those thoughts, as you are having those sort of unproductive thoughts, you know, you can literally ask yourself like, is this helping me? Like, am I actually learning anything from this right now? Like, it doesn't feel productive. And if you are, it's a really good question to ask yourself. And if you are not learning anything from it, then that's a pretty good indication that you need to dump it and move on or switch gears. Okay. All right. Enough on that. I hope it helps you. Even more than that, I hope you don't need this advice, right? I hope that you are magic and you don't ever wallow and you don't ever see the bottom of a Ben and Jerry's after a hard loss. And um, I hope that your upcoming weekend is all unicorns and rainbows. Um, and I mean that so sincerely. Um, but just in case, just in case you have a rough patch, um, please, you know, write these things down, share these with other people. And remember, there is a way to use, learn, get through your tough times and turn them into fuel to move forward and to get better and to push through into those growth zones and to really use it as motivation, right? Turn those mistakes around and be like, you know what? I learned from that. I ain't never doing that again. I know what I'm going to practice. I know what I'm going to do differently next time. I don't even have to think about it anymore because I've got a plan. That's where I want you to get to. 
Okay. I don't want you to be afraid to fail. I want you to be afraid not to try. And I want you to have a little bit of discipline for making yourself let go of things that no longer serve you. If it's not making you better, it is absolutely holding you back. Okay. All right. Kind of passionate about that one, aren't I? All right. Well, that is it for this week. And as always, have a fantastic week for your dogs. And if you're traveling this weekend, have fun. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.